Listening to Maverick City, you're welcome in this place. Thanks for joining me. This is Judea Speaks, my very first podcast, and I am so excited to be with you today. And thanks for joining me. Today I'm going to just give you a little introduction of myself, who I am. Judea Speaks is an author of her published, first published book, uh, Resurrected. And also, From the Heart One Speaks, a book of poetry. I'm also an ambassador for Christ, a mother, a sister, and a wife. And and I just love the Lord. So I want you to sit back and just enjoy this song as I welcome you in this place today. Holy Spirit. 
So thank you for allowing me to just take this time to welcome in the Holy Spirit with me. And sharing you a little bit of my, my favorite music label, uh, Maverick City. Um, I just love that group of young people who just worship unto the Lord and just pour out their, out of their selves, their, their spirits, so that they can just be used and anointed by the Most High Yah. And um, today I want to just give you my little testimony. Like I say, I am Judea, and I um, my podcast title is Judea Speaks. Um, Judea is my God-given Hebrew name that he's given me. Um, when uh, I asked him for a pen name, a writer's name, anything that I could use in ministry unto him. And lo and behold, he gave me the name Judea, which is a Hebrew name and it means Jehovah knows. So once I um, got the revelation of what I was supposed to be called, I knew that beyond a shadow of, of doubt that that name was given to me by the Holy Spirit because truly he knows all about me. And um, today what I wanna attempt to do is give you a little testimony about who I am so you can get to know who Judea is. Um, I am, like I said, the author of my first published book, Resurrected, which is the story of my life um, in my journey growing up. Um, I grew up in a Christian home. My father was a um, pastor of a um, Church of Christ Holiness Church, and he believed in teaching his family about the um, principles of knowing who Jesus was, salvation, love, and forgiveness. And, you know, he was just this beautiful person that we didn't even realize what a treasure we had because my father truly lived the life of Christ right before his family. And a lot of times we grow up and we see one person in, in the pulpit and then we see another person when we got home. And, and truly, we were so blessed, six of us, that we were able to see my father just for the person he was at all times, you know, even when he was disciplining us. He did it in love and in um, reverence for his family. So I just uh, so appreciate that legacy that my dear father left behind for us to learn from and to appreciate as we um, go on our Christian journey. I was 10 years old when I received the um, see Christ as personal savior how, and baptized in a church in water. However, you know, as we grow up as children, we don't know a lot about um um, our relationship with God and, and except for what we're taught in church when we go to Sunday school and and why W something they used to do in the evenings on Sundays and 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 vacation Bible school and and all the things that your father would teach you at devotion 
on Sunday mornings when we have our breakfast. So I knew a lot about scripture, but I didn't take a lot of time on my own personal um, time to get to know um, Yahshua HaMashiach on my own, who is Jesus Christ, just in case you know, know who I'm talking about. So I didn't develop a personal relationship with him until I um, became a young adult. And I found a church. I was led to this church by a friend that I was dating and uh, as a single woman. And as a matter of fact, he led me back to fellowship with the Lord. And um, he invited me to go to this church. And I was so excited because it was a church like no other church I'd ever been in. And it was a church that didn't have a denomination. So that really excited me because I've always felt in my spirit that we are not supposed to have divisions and different denominations. I always knew that a relationship was with the father was not about um, different denominations because in that I saw division, in that I saw different um, um, principles and, and, and doctrines and how we took away what we wanted and left what we didn't want, you know? So my spirit was early on learning how um, the Holy Spirit truly is and your relationship with him. So anyway, um, so I got into this church and and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it was a five-fold ministry church. And it taught you all about how to speak in tongues, you know, and how to prophesy and how to discern spirits and all those wonderful um, five-fold ministries that Jesus said very plainly in his word that he has given his people to use for um, ministry and building up his kingdom. And so I really did appreciate that teaching. Also, um, so as I grew in, in, in my Christian journey and I began to have a family and, and, and then um, I was married to my husband, you know, I just had all these distractions pulling at me early on, you know, as we worked in church, we did, um, you know, we worked in the nursery, we worked in youth church and, and, um, and I was in the choir, I was a greeter, I was just always trying to find a way to fit in and to find my place in the kingdom. So that's what I did there at this church in um, in Virginia. And I, I loved my ministry. But as you know, my children, I began to be a parent and start parenting. Things got, you know, and working full time. It was just a bit much for me and going to school and all of that. So, you know, all these things kind of pull you away from the um, from the work of the Lord if we're not careful to stay in his word. And so um, I drew kind of distant with my relationship with the father, especially as things started to um, be strained. My marriage began to have a strain um, and be strained by different things that were going on. I won't get into that right now, but if you get my book, you can see out here all about my story, all about my life. And um, so I just want to say that. Um, so I always knew I had this special calling. I always wanted to be in ministry, but you know, I never felt worthy because one of the things my father always taught us that we had to be um, born again just about every Sunday, you know, when he saw us doing certain things like, you know, being worldly, anything that was other world, he just felt like we weren't saved, really saved because our lives hadn't reflected that because we were still wanting to dance and we really still wanted to do things that our friends did. And, and we wanted to wear our pants and, and all those things my father did not allow us to do. So it was kind of hard on me ever feeling adequate and good enough to serve in the house of the Lord. So I was, sta I was stagnated by that 
um, true, untrue doc doctrine, you know, all I needed to do was repent, you know, if it was really truly something wrong with what, how we were living, which when I look back on the way we were living, it really wasn't sin. It was just um, really ignorance on the behalf of my father. But uh, anyway, that that goes to show you that, you know, if you don't really get into the word and study or if you're not really educated, because my father was only a sixth grade education um, person, um, but he was very intelligent, very intelligent man. However, you know, and, and I'm just so um, amazed at how far and how much he did do with a sixth grade education. Um, he he um, put a lot of us through college and he worked he was the main breadwinner for the family and he had, he had brought three homes in his life and the home that we lived, I was raised in, he brought it when my mom was pregnant with me. And so, you know, he, he, he knew how to manage his money and how to take care of his family. But one thing he did not know was the true um, value of the word. And that was, I think, because he really didn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I never heard him speak in tongues. I always heard him kind of preach against it, as a matter of fact, because he thought that if, you know, you don't know if, if the person who's speaking in tongues don't, you know, if, if you don't know, it's just like in vain, he he felt. He felt like, you know, if you didn't know what you were saying, why, why speak it? So he kind of misinterpreted that scripture. Um, and so if you, you know, he didn't feel like it edified anyone when he spoke in tongues. So he never really practiced that. And so I'm not sure if he really had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, because the Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes to guide us into all truth. So um, maybe that's what the lack was in his life. Okay, so as I grew um, older, I um, had so many things in my life that would distract me and pull me away from my destiny and, and the things that I really wanted to do for the Lord, such as, you know, writing more books, um, teaching and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and going to school and finishing up my degree and, um, you know, and just trying to find my right place in ministry and, and, and everything. However, so... Um, so moving all the way forward to 2016, when God and I asked him to give me this name for my my work that I do. And I really prayed and I really wanted the Lord to be a part of this. So I prayed and I really asked and sought him for this guidance. And so he gave me Judea. And, and, and after I got the name, because I didn't I didn't know, I looked it up, you know, how you can look names up and see if it meant anything, because a meaning of a name, you know, is very important to me, what it means. So when I looked it up and I saw that it was a Hebrew name, meaning Judea, um, Jehovah knows, I was so ecstatic. And I said, oh, yes, this is the name for me. Praise God. And um, make a long story short, because a lot of my podcasts are going to be about this. So I'm moving on up to 2019. And I, um, I, you know, I wrote this book about my life in 2017. I published a book. Let me go back a little bit. And um, I wrote this book, very personal story about my life and what I've been through as a child and a young adult. And the Holy Spirit told me, you know, yes, Florence, you got to publish this book. And I published it April, August 2017. And um, soon after that, the Me Too movement, I think it was maybe September, October and 2017 um, began to surface in the media. 
And I said, oh, my goodness, I know that God wanted this story to get out because he is so sick and tired of the foolishness of men and and women, you know, abusing children, bullying um, people, bullying people, you know, because my story was all about these things. So I knew it was Holy Spirit that really guided me into truth that time again. And I was obedient. Praise God. I did what he told me to do. Not that I wanted to, but I did it anyway. So praise unto the most high. Um, Then I am. so, you know, as we're going, I'm struggling in my marriage and I'm, and I'm in and out all the time of, with my husband and Amy trying to destroy our marriage. I don't know why I've been knowing this man since I was 13 and I loved him so much, but the enemy was always attacking our marriage and trying to pull us apart from one another. But one of the main things that I knew in my heart was that God wanted us to stay together. He wanted no matter what, because God is a forgiving God. God is a God of a a uh, second, third, fourth, fifth chance. So he really wanted us to stay together and, and work it out and be a testimony and a witness for what God can do when we put him first in our life. So, you know, I was determined that my marriage was going to last forever. And here I am 37 years later and we're still together. Praise be unto God. And I know it's the most high that has kept us together. We're best friends. We love each other very much, even though we still have our challenges. Every marriage has a challenge. Okay, so um, last year, moving on, on up to last year, my church did a Bible study on Revelation. Now, this is this is the best part of the testimony. He did a um, they did a um, Bible study on Revelation, but they were skipping through it and skimming through it, and they didn't go into great detail of all the chapters. So my husband and I decided we're going to come home and we're going to begin to dig into Revelation like never before, and we're going to study each. Um, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And lo and behold, when we got to chapter two, and we saw in chapter two, verse nine, the part about Jesus, when he said that, um, you know, we have these false gods, we have some um, false teachings of people who saying that they are Jews, but are not. And they are about the synagogue of Satan. And I was like, what? You're kidding me. What is this about? I've never seen this before. I have never in my life saw this scripture and it stood out to me like this. However, I've been I've been studying scripture all my life. So I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that um, it was just covered. It was just hidden. And then I was reading on in chapter three and verse nine again. And it said, I will make those who are of the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews, though they are not, but are liars. I will make them come and fall down at your feet and acknowledge that I have loved you. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, Lord, what are you talking about? Who are these these liars? Who Who You know, I've always felt in my spirit, I'm telling you. I I love the Lord with all my heart, but I felt in my spirit that for some reason that I didn't feel like we were being, you know, uh, things about Israel and the Jews there. I I didn't feel that connection that I needed to bless them so that I can be blessed or or if I curse them, I'd be cursed. You know, I never felt in my spirit that that was the case with them. And so I asked Holy Spirit, please, 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 please give me more evidence. Give me more scripture. Show me, it, you know, what is going on? If they're lying, then somebody else must be 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 Jews and they don't know it. Or, or we haven't, you know, learned the full doctrine of who these people are. And so I, I just asked them to guide me and lead me. 
So lo and behold, in January or February of this year, my girlfriend sent me a video and it is outlined in every scripture in the Bible that describes the people who came over in the transatlantic um, slave trade from Africa and, and went were dispersed through all out through all the earth, all the corners of the earth. And, and, it, and it described all the curses that were upon us. And it was identical to what my people have gone through. And it made me wonder, Lord, am I, am I a Hebrew Israelite? Am I a descendant of those that were disobedient? Is this where our life is filled with so much trouble, so much hatred, so much attacks from the enemy? Is this why we're being killed all the days day long? And the Holy Spirit just started just showing me more and more and more revelation as I searched and as I studied and as I dabbed into the scriptures. And I was in scripture hours and hours and prayer hours and hours as I sought the Holy Spirit. And the Lord was showing me this whole year in 2020, how even from the beginning in January to up until now, how he's just using this whole year to show himself to us and how he's even even the um kobe bryant death how that affected the whole world and COVID affected the whole world race relations affecting the whole world even our president issues with him affecting the whole entire world and he is saying he's trying to get our attention he wants us to stop and think and re-examine our life, re-examine our idols, re-examine those things that we find that are more important than him, even down to our relationships with our churches, even down to the ministries that we are in. He wants to know, do we put them before him? And also he wanna reveal to those that have, have been blinded by truth and by deceit and by, um, you know, all these all these lies that we've been taught over the, our lifetime and over the generations and generations, we've just been deceived by so many untruths by those who call themselves Christians. And so as I kept studying, as I kept searching, I was finding so much about his truth and how, you know, we just been, um, you know, identity has been stolen from us. And I thought the other day, here I am 61 years old and I have been called all of these things. I first was a Negro when I was a young child. Then I became colored. Then I became black. Then I became African-American. But then the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, you know, my daughter, I'm going to bring my people back to their rightful place. I am. This is the hour and the time in which I will gather my remnant and they shall come back unto me. It may not be a physical thing of all of us going back to Israel, but we will know beyond a shadow of a doubt for those who would not doubt who we are, that we are the chosen Hebrew Israelites that we speak about in the Old Testament. And that his plan for our life is to redeem us, to give us back our identity, which had been taken away from us, just like so much of our life has been stolen. And, um, you know, I'm so I am so convinced that there have been so many inventions, so many things created by black people that were stolen from them during this time of slavery. We are a brilliant people. We are resilient. There is absolutely nothing that can keep us down. 
And this message is not one of hate, but is one of discovery, a one of knowing who we are, one of redemption, of bringing us back to our rightful places in Christ. And he said in his word that he came for us. He came for us. But if he, if the Gentiles want to come along, he got the grace and mercy to bring them on and he will accept them into the kingdom. So, you know, then my mind was going about why do we, why do we, why do we, why did we change his name? You know, I was doing Hebrew studying and language and I was worrying, wondering why and why. So I just want to say right now we're running out of time, but I wanted to just bring you up to date about who I am, what my podcast will be about. I will be doing teachings from the scriptures of, of the whole, the Bible, what we call the Bible, which is the scrolls, the, um, the historical um, message that God gave to his people so that we might turn back from our sinful ways and, and begin to uh, obey the covenant that he had between us and his people. Jesus, yes, he did come. He came to redeem us, came to give us another chance to be right standing with him. The curse could be broken from our life when we accept him as Savior and Lord, but also to the Gentiles. And so also, um, I just want to say that, you know, as you continue to tune in to my podcast, that you will just let the Holy Spirit guide you. That as when I go off and I share scripture with you, that you will go back and you will study for yourself. The Bible tells us that um, his people, um, we um, are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. We are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. So um, in order for us not to be destroyed for lack of knowledge, we should go back into the word and search the scriptures for ourselves. And that's why um, the enemy didn't want us to learn to read. He didn't want us to understand scripture. He didn't want us to dig deep and dig deeper. And I'm a little, and um, I'm a little, <laughs> agitated just a bit about my my pastors and my elders who have been teaching these people all these years how have they overlooked this but then i think about the curse upon us has been 400 years so i think he might have just hidden it from us for a little bit and now the covers are being pulled off and more people are coming into the realization of who we are black white jew everybody's confessing that we are the two chosen um, children of uh, israel Jacob, the bloodline is not a land, it's not a country, it's a bloodline, it's descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So I just want to admonish you today, and I pray that you'll just go forth in peace, shalom, peace, only as God can give you during these hours. I pray that God will begin to stir up in your spirit and help you to identify what tribe you are from. I am from the tribe of Judah. You know, you can decide for yourself as you study the word of God the tribe that God has placed you in and that, um, you know, not all Africans are, are, are of the children of Israel, you know. So I, I, I just want you to go and do your own homework. I want you to um, begin to pray and ask Holy Spirit to lead and guide you into all truth. I want you to go and ask questions. You know, God loves us to ask questions. That's why he showed me and that's why he revealed things to me. And that's why he has he's using me and choosing me to spread the good news of the gospel to all men, 
And so, you know, I'm no longer identifying myself as a Christian. I am no longer identifying myself as um, I want to learn as many of the Hebrew original names as possible so I can begin to speak of God as Yah and Jesus as Yahshua HaMashiach and Holy Spirit as um, Rach, um, Kadash or something like that. Um, and I don't have it right in front of me, but I'm trying to learn these things by heart because it's a beautiful thing. And you got to wonder why they changed the names. I'll let your mind go to thinking about it and searching the scriptures and you do your homework as I've done mine. But I want to pray in the name of Jesus that God would be with you, that he would never leave you nor forsake you. And that you, if you don't know Jesus by the partition of your sins, that you would ask him into your heart today, that he might bring you peace, love and understanding, grace, mercy, all those wonderful things that comes with knowing Jesus as personal Lord and Savior. It's a personal thing. It's a relationship. It's not a religion. All of the religions, God showed me how they're coming down. He's turned them down and he's turned down idols. So I pray and I ask you to be blessed. Go in peace, my friends. And until next week, I'll see you again. And Yeshua Hamashiach loves you so much. And he came to give his life for you that we don't have to slay pigs and animals and sheep and goats or anything anymore. But he was the one and last and only living sacrifice. And he did it for you. Go in peace. Love you. Bye-bye. Mm.